Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Salas with us, our uh, perennial co-host. Thanks for uh, checking in with us, Frank. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. Well, Frank's been, I've been kind of uh, otherwise disposed, and Frank's been you know, scurrying around putting this everything together for us, and we appreciate that, Frank. No we've problem. Got, we've got some great guests lined up. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly, well, mostly fresh water, but we might, uh, you know, who knows? We might pick up something else just for fun. We will. Okay. And it is, well, the great thing is, uh, you know, a lot of times you kind of think of certain parts of the United States, at least, or most parts of the United States. Uh, this time of the year, you got your fishing gear put away, and, you know, you're thinking about other things. But there's pretty much always... Uh, a good place, you know. Even even if you have to go to uh, to Baja or or Mexico to find it, there's there's some always some great fishing out there somewhere. And a lot of these trips that we've uh, we've got a trip in Alaska that we booked up for the second week in in August. And it may sound like a long ways away, but uh, Clover Pass Resort is about two thirds full. <clears throat> and unless you get your deposit in, uh, you don't get to go. So these would make great Christmas presents. So that would be a, a little, if you want to get in touch with us, we can give you a certificate and put you uh, on the list. Uh, to, and it's, you know, it's like it's, it's less than two grand for five nights. And That's you really good. You, you don't find anything close to that in Alaska for that price. Because normally you figure up when you're going up there, you're looking more like $1,000 a day by the time you're all into it. But, uh, uh, you know, where we're going is tremendous fishing, and it would make a great Christmas present. So if anybody's interested, let me know. So that would be John at fishtalkradio.com. Go to our website. That's fishtalkradio.com and uh, uh, reach us from there. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back. we got some good guests coming up. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and also we have Frank with us. And Frank is our perennial uh, co-host, and, you know, Frank's been taken. We appreciate I was kind of indisposed, and Frank's kind of taken over, lining up our guests and lining up the show, and he's been doing a tremendous job the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Frank, I think, I think you're, our, uh, uh, you're vested now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and you brought with you today is uh, uh, Tony Reinhardt. Um, do you want to introduce Tony? Uh, yes. Tony's a guy in North Montana, and he also does pack trips out. Tony, are you there? I am here. How are you, Frank? Really good. Why don't you tell them a little bit what, all of what you do up there? Sure. I'm a fishing outfitter in Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. um, and we fish uh, four main rivers around Missoula, Bitter, Blackfoot, Clark Fork, and Rock Creek, uh, as well as the Missouri River certain times of year. Um, so we have a lot of options here. We do both float and wade fishing trips. And, and you also, you said you also do pack trips? Um, no, I don't. I don't do any pack trips. I, I have some friends who are outfitters that do that. Yeah. Um, we uh, pretty much do uh, day trips. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's uh, <laughs> that's the kind I like. Instead <laughs> of sitting around that campfire trying to uh, get rid of the ice. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, it's, overnight trips are fun, but but we have so many options around us that if oh yeah, you if get you're on, a, on an on an overnight trip and the fishing's not very good, then you're stuck on the same river the next day. Where yeah. we can uh, pull off and go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, this you know when you run down that list of names, those are all very famous uh, um, uh, trout waters. Yeah, they are. We're pretty lucky in Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell us the best time to come back and fish the Blackfoot, some of the rivers that you fish? Sure. Um, the Blackfoot is uh, all the rivers around Missoula are freestone streams. And so that means uh, we don't have any tailwater dams and we're subject to um, runoff every year when the snow melts in the mountains. Um, so typically, uh, the Blackfoot starts to fish well sometime in June as we're coming off of runoff. Um, the first thing that really gets us going on the Blackfoot is the salmon fly hatch. And, uh, of course, if you guys have heard about that, people go go bonkers for the salmon fly hatch, those big, giant dry flies on the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you follow um, them. Now, the uh, the trout that you're catching, are those primarily um, planted trout or are they wild trout or, um, you know, the, the, when you're, the, ones that you're, the ones that you're catching, what, what are they? Um, all of the trout are wild trout. Um, the, the great thing about Montana is we haven't stocked any trout in our streams since uh, 1973, I believe. Um, so all the fish in the rivers in Montana are wild and naturally reproducing. And they're, they're reproducing to the point where uh, they're, they're plentiful. Now, do you, do, you, do you take those or are they just catch and release? Most of, well, all of what we do guiding is catch and release. Uh-huh. Um, but there's actually very little water in Montana that is regulated as catch and release. Uh, we have a couple stretches uh, in the Missoula area that are catch and release only, uh, but for the most part, the rivers in Montana do allow keeping of, of some fish, and it varies by river, mm-hmm. um, usually a certain slot size and species uh, that you can keep. But uh, catch and release is just a really strong ethic amongst, you know, the fly fishing community in Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, if you um, take them, then they're not there. Exactly. Exactly. You don't get a chance to catch them again. Uh, but there are some places where the you know Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has recommended keeping some fish. Uh, some of our smaller streams that are home to native cutthroat trout uh-huh. and face competition from brook trout and brown trout. In some of those places, uh, they actually encourage people to keep keep the brook trout and the brown trout. Oh. Um, but the main rivers, the the uh, is catch and release by and large. Mm-hmm. Is there any ponds or you know little lake or reservoirs that you that you can fish? There are. Um, there's uh, several lakes up the Blackfoot drainage uh-huh. um, that uh, have trout, and, and the lakes. Some of the lakes in Montana are stocked with fish, mm-hmm. uh, and and people are encouraged to keep those. Uh, the biggest lake in our area is probably Georgetown Lake. It's about an hour and a half away. Uh, has some great trout fishing. It's rainbows and, and brook trout. Um, but the the biggest draw to the Missoula area is the rivers. We have a lot of rivers 
Uh, we don't have as many lakes as some other places in Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but uh, I guess the problem is you don't find any uh, um, Winnebago's pulling boats back there. <laughs> no, not not much of that. Yeah. But uh, but you, if somebody wanted to take a kayak or a, you know something they could they could carry in they could do they use those? Um, yeah, there, there are some lakes that we we can hike to with kayaks or float tubes or or pontoon boats. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Georgetown Lake is a big one. It's easy to access from the highway. Uh, the same with uh, Browns Lake up the Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. And this time of the year, what's the fishing like? Uh, there is fishing this time of year, and it's uh, dependent on the weather, of course. Uh, it's cold in Montana right now. We've got a little bit of snow on the ground. And uh, you can fish year-round on the main rivers, and you can almost always catch some fish. Uh, this time of year, the best time of day is the, the afternoons, the warmest period of time. You know, you get a two- to three-hour window in the afternoons where, mm-hmm. where the fish will get a little more active. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's almost all nymphing and uh, slow swinging streamers this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we do get some warm periods where we get temperatures in the upper 30s to low 40s for our highs, we'll, we'll have the chance to see some midge activity and maybe find a few rising fish, too. Well, do you have ice along the banks? Um, sometimes we do. Right now, it's been cold for the past week, so we do have some ice on the banks. And a, and a couple of the rivers, like the Blackfoot, even have uh, flow ice, we call it, where there's, there's you know, ice chunks floating down the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's like that, it's pretty tough to fish. Um, but those periods usually last for a week, ten days, and then we'll we'll warm up again, and the and the flow ice will clear out of the river, and and you can do some fishing again. Mm-hmm. Well, what do the fish do when it when it starts getting the lower temperatures? Do they just uh, try and find a spot down deep, or are they do they stay active? Sure. So they're they're cold blooded, and their metabolism slows down. Um, and the you know the biologists tell us they slow down to almost maintenance levels mm-hmm. in the winter on our freestone rivers. So that means they'll drop back into deeper pools, slower water where they don't have to exert much energy. Uh-huh. And they they still feed. Uh, they just don't seem to actively search stuff out. Yeah. So when we're when we're nymphing, it seems like if you if you can bump them in the nose with a fly, they'll eat it. Right. But it, it's not the time of year where they're going to move, you know, two feet to go eat something that's that's floating by them to the outside. Oh, I see. So they're they're not really uh, using up the energy, so that they they really don't need much. Exactly, and they're just they're just waiting for for things to warm up in the spring, and once that water temperature starts to warm up, then they'll. They'll get active and they'll start moving to to more of the places we're mm-hmm. accustomed to trout fishing. Well, when you're uh, when you're out, uh, we'll maybe cover it when we get back. Do you nymph or do you dry fly or you know what is what is your favorite successful way to fish these rivers? The Missoula area is probably best known for dry fly fishing. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break. If you don't mind, we'll come back and and, uh, finish up with that. We've got uh, uh, Tony Reinhardt on the line, and we're going to be right back with you. 
<laughs> the best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only 2650 US dollars per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure adventure you desire bring your fishing friends or meet new ones fish talk radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price real fun trips are inclusive easy no worry packages to the most popular fish grounds trips start around six hundred dollars go to reelfunadventures.com if your feet are happy you are happy soft science supreme comfort outdoor footwear will give you happy feet Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have uh, uh, Frank in uh, line with us here. Um, a, qu- a quick question for you. In the break, we were just kind of asking a little bit about, okay, well, what is it, what's it take you know, to, uh, to, to hire a guide? And you said for two people for a full day, it's about 500 bucks. Well, when you first think, oh, that gee, sound, that's, well, that's a lot of money. But when you look at what these guys have to go through and the equipment that they use, um, it, I mean, it's, it's worth every penny of it. I mean, what time do you get up when you're going out? Well, I'm, I'm usually up uh, at least two and a half hours before I'm going to meet my customers. 
and then I'll have another two hours of work at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, after I drop folks off. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a, an, an involved thing, and and the way I look at it, anglers value their their time on the water so much. Uh, they want to have the, the best experience they can, mm-hmm. uh, and so as a result, you know, the good guides work as hard as they can to provide that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just going fishing in our minds. It's, it's a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not just go out and sit here, uh, throw it over there. Tony, I got one question to ask you right now. Yeah, Frank. What? was the most memorable big fish you caught and the most memorable fish that you lost. <laughs> I like to put well, you on the spot. No problem. I can I can remember the most memorable fish right off the bat. It was it was a day in August, uh, which is typically not our our prime time of year. It's usually a little hot in August. Um, but we had some cold weather. I was I was fishing with two gals that I've had for years, and the fishing had been really good in the morning. And we were getting ready to, to push the boat downstream to a different spot uh, mm-hmm. to fish. And the gal asked me if she could if she could fish out the side right where we were, which is typically not good water. I typically don't catch fish there, and I just move through it. But it had been so good, I said, sure, you know, go ahead and throw it out there. Um, and in the middle of the river, this giant brown trout ate a hopper right on the surface. Uh, pandemonium ensued. We had the boat going, had the fish going all around the boat and through the anchor line and, and all kinds of stuff. But we ended up landing it. And uh, it was the biggest fish on a dry fly that, that I've ever had an angler land. And that was a 26-inch brown trout. Wow. Ooh, that's a nice brown. Well, you know, so, uh, Tony, I, I've, I believe that some fish want to die and some of them don't. I mean, you, can, <laughs> you can do everything wrong and the, and the fish will end up jumping in the boat. Uh, or you can do everything right and they get up, to the, get up close to the boat and they just look at you and say, uh-uh, not me. I'm out of here. And so it's, you know, some, you get it, where line goes underneath the, uh, um, <clears throat> the, the out drive and underneath the water under the boat and then circle around and come back up again and you've got a knot you know, in your hands uh, and you get to fish in the boat. But, uh, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's obviously a skill, but there's more to it than just the skill. There, there is. That, the old adage, I'd rather be lucky than good, comes yeah. into play a lot yeah. of times when we're fishing. Yeah. Now, the one you lost... Gosh, there's there's so many of those. Oh yeah, but, but there's always them, that one. When you lose them, you never know. They always look big, but because you don't land them, you're never sure how big they are. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of sad moments out there whenever you think the the big one got away. Um, but I'm trying to think of of a specific instance because they tend to pile up. Fortunately. Mm-hmm. We remember the ones we catch, and we tend to forget about the ones that we lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's, you try and put it out of your mind anyway. But I'll tell you what, you know, if you, to me also, I believe that um, 
the way to learn how to fishing is to lose some fish. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the, and the way to learn how to land big fish is, is to lose some. You have to push the limits of your tackle mm-hmm. and find out, find out where those points are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not losing the fish. It's, it's knowing why you lost the fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that really allows you to grow as an angler. Right. Right. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, you look at your, you look at your line, you got a little curly cue on the end of it. You go, uh Oh, that's my fault. But but uh, when it just snaps for whatever reason, it's either the lion or you know it was it was uh, over uh, overstressed. Yep, and and I really encourage people to to push themselves um, even if we do lose a few fish because the quicker you can land fish, the less chance they have of getting off. Uh, you know that's that seems obvious, but I hadn't thought about it that way. That is true. Yeah, um, I'm going to so, pump them in. Yep. I, and you, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you, and I always tell all of my clients that come in or go in places, I always tell them to get the guide the first day they're there so they can learn a little bit about the water where they're at. It's the most inexpensive way if you're spending a week somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you can only afford a guide for a half day or a full day. Always do it the first day you get there. That way you have a little experience and the guides really help you and show you what you're doing wrong. In different areas, you use different leaders. Some places you have to use a 16-foot leader. Other places, a 9-foot leader works great. Yeah, exactly. And and if you are only going to have a guide for, for one day on your trip, I would have it at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They just accelerate your learning curve so much. Um, and when I travel to fish, you know, I, we always hire guides. Right. Yeah, the time that, that we're out of our core area, uh, yeah. it's, you know, it costs money for your plane ticket and your vacation time and rooms and all the rest. And the, the guide actually amounts to a, a small portion and can make the trip that much better. I think it makes a much better trip when you hire a guide for a half day or a full day, no matter where you're at. And yep. it's just like I go to Montana a lot and... Every couple of years, I, I get a guide. I don't need them, but I get one because the water's changed. The flies that we use has changed. So I always say to hire a guide. And by the way, uh, we haven't asked you where you guide out of and what the name of it is. And uh, why don't you give us that information? Yeah, Frank. My, uh, my business is Montana Trout Outfitters. Uh, I'm here in, in Missoula, and I'm, I'm strictly a fishing outfitter. I don't have a retail fly shop, um, although there are several good ones in, in Missoula. Um, so you can you can find us on the Internet. Uh, just search in Montana Trout Outfitters, or the, the website is, is www.mttroutguides.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Tony, I've noticed that more recently with the, um, the the generation that we have, a lot of people are doing their own um, promotion as a joining together uh, with a, with a fly shop or you know as a group. A lot of people are uh, using the uh, the internet 
uh, for self-promotion? Yeah, it has shifted uh, in a big way. When I first started guiding, I was guiding uh, 20 years ago in a fly shop here in, in Missoula, and mm -hmm. advertising back then was uh, a, a print ad in the back of one of the fly fishing magazines. Yeah, uh, you know, you would you would go to some fly fishing shows, and and it has really shifted uh, to an internet-based marketing platform these mm -hmm. days. Yeah, and every, everybody's got their well. They, they everybody's got their own uh, website. Of course, it may be their wife that does it, but everybody, everybody's doing it now. Yeah, everyone's doing it, and that's uh, it's a competitive market to be on the internet and and you know have people find you. Yeah, uh, of course, word of mouth is still really important, and you know, for my my personal guide days over the course of every year. It's it's ninety five percent return or referral, and oh. you know that that's the same for for uh, you know most of the good guides in the area. That says a perfect guide when you give ninety five percent referral. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so th and that that takes the pressure off every year to to have to go out and and find work. Well, how many days a year do you do you take people out on an average? Sure. In, in Missoula, I guide about 150 days each year, mm -hmm. uh, give or take a few more. The, the nice thing about our area is the season starts early, so so we're guiding in mid-March yeah. in Missoula, um, and we've got one of the first stonefly hatches that comes off, and so we actually get to fish size eight and ten dry flies, you know, from mid-March through May. Well, I was trying to ask you when you're, of course, it all depends on what river and what you're doing, but uh, uh, are you, you, do you tend to uh, nymph fish or dry fly or, um, you know, you know, a lot of people actually use spinning? Sure. We, we do uh, all fly fishing on our trips, uh, and the majority of the stuff we do is either straight dry fly fishing or at times uh, dry dropper, like a, a hopper dropper rig. Uh, we don't do a lot of indicator nymphing in the Missoula area unless uh, unless the water's high enough color during mm -hmm. runoff. Okay. Um, so. Well, it looks like we're getting squeezed out of here. Uh, let's get it to your website one more time. Quick, uh, quickly. www.mttroutguides.com M key, M key, M -key like okay, mountain, mountain. mountain. MT uh, guides, troutguides.com. Okay, MT troutguides.com. Okay, we appreciate you joining us today, Tony, and we'll be back with you. Uh, some great tips, appreciate it. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NaciamentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E. E-N-T-O-Resort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we have on the line with us, uh, we have John Harrington, and of course we have Frank, our uh, our co-host, who's been doing a fantastic job uh, for us recently. I appreciate that, Frank. You're welcome. Uh, and we have uh, John on the line, who's uh, fishes, uh, you know, uh, the Henry. Henry's Fork. Henry's Fork, yeah. Yeah, that's some beautiful. That's up by uh, uh, Yellowstone, isn't it? It is. Uh, Henry's Fork is really the north fork of the snake, so it uh-huh. joins it joins the main fork of the snake that comes out of Jackson down in uh, yeah. Idaho Falls. But, yes, and yeah. it's the famous Spring Creek fishery up here, and uh, we're only 30 minutes from Yellowstone. Well, you know what, what's interesting about the snake is that, uh, you know, you go all the way up to Quarter Lane, I guess, is where its headwaters are, and uh, uh, you can be... I don't know, you're talking about, what, 300 miles, 400 miles, 500 miles, something like that, and the river only drops 12 feet. Is that, is that right? Uh, it's, it's amazing that, you know, that it can find its way through there like, because it's coming from some, uh, you know, the areas are pretty high. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a beautiful area. 
It really is. And in the summertime, of course, we get started here with the fishing about May with all of our classic hatches, starting with the salmon flies and then the green drakes and the PMDs. And um, that goes through June, July, August. And then in September, we start getting betas and mahoganies on the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us an idea how to get how to find you guys. We are uh, about 100 miles northwest, or northeast, rather, of Idaho Falls, Uh and two hours south of Bozeman, Montana. So So if you're going to fly in, you'd pick one of those? You would. Mm -hmm. And one of them hubs out of Salt Lake. uh, And then Bozeman, of course, if you come into Bozeman, between here and Bozeman is the Madison River which is only, again, 30 minutes from here, so we're kind of right in the right spot for yeah. trout fishing. Right. Now, that's some some of the most famous uh, trout waters there are in, pretty much in the world. It is, and, of course, the centerpiece is the uh, Harriman Ranch, which is, you know, world famous for dry fly fishing, and we get a real great bunch of people that come in here in June from all over the world to fish mm-hmm. that water. Mm. And, of course, it's it's real technically difficult dry fly fishing, but um, a lot of fun, challenging, and the fish are usually... Well, is, I don't think I've heard it. Is that a lodge? No, it's a state park, and it was owned originally by Averill Harriman, who built oh, the railroad to yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. And in 1971, it was donated to the state of Idaho as a state park. Uh-huh. And it was under three conditions. One is that no development two is it doesn't open till June 15th to protect ground nesting birds and then three it's catch and release fly fishing only mm-hmm. um, and it was started by the Jones family the Harriman family who owned the railroad and then they donated it to Idaho in 1971 so it's kind of the centerpiece of the dry fly uh, situate you know mm-hmm. dry fly thing here in the Henry State. yeah excuse me uh, Averill Harriman built the railroad just to uh, Sun Valley he did, and right shortly thereafter, he built the railroad up to Yellowstone, and so uh, the railroad went right through this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a you know an interesting history up there. Beautiful area, and then if you again, if you go thirty miles north, you're up on the Madison River, which is you know the Henry's Fork is a spring creek, which is why we have such prolific insect hatches. The Madison flows out of Yellowstone Park, and it's a freestone river. Um, also has great hatches, but more of a boulder-strewn, big, long riffle-type situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and those all those rivers there are, are you know pretty decent size. They are. Most of them you can put a drift boat on. Um, I know when I worked at, out of Mammoth, California, we didn't use drift boats because rivers are pretty yeah there's nothing you can't just uh, put your tip out in the water and touch the other side exactly so most of these rivers are you know 50 to 300 feet wide type Mm -hmm. john we used to run into each other all the time up on the upper owens didn't we oh yes we did uh because i guided out of mammoth there yeah you guided out of the trout center wasn't it exactly yeah I still remember. You know what I still have? What's that? My golden trout hat. There we go. That's excellent. He started the protection for the golden trout. John mm-hmm. did. Well, I'll tell you what. The golden trout are, trout are fairly well protected because 
Uh, they're not easy. They're you know they uh, they live at ten thousand feet to start with, and, and they don't have roads that go up there. It's I had the opportunity to go up a few years ago, and I was able to get one. But uh, yeah, they are beautiful fish. But man, you got to you got to do rock climbing with a four wheel drive, and it's uh, <laughs> um, what's the, what's that lake right above Convict, I believe. I haven't been to that one, but when I first met Frank, I used to hike all over the Sierras chasing Goldens, and used to really enjoy catching those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You were the, I think, I'm not not 100% sure, but I really believe you were the first one to start trying to protect the golden trout up there. That was years ago, over 30 well, and we we were trying to work with the state and get, keep those guys protected so they can still. And we were working on their making sure they were good in their native stream. Mm-hmm. And I always take my hat off for that. You, I joined you years ago. We had a lot of fun fishing, yeah, uh, for sure, Frank. <laughs> and you, uh, we we were friendly competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, you worked for five or six, seven, probably longer than that? What was that fly shop there on the uh, Henry's Fork you used to work for? Well, when I first moved up here in '99, it was right when uh, Renee Harrop started his shop, and it was yeah. it's the Trout Hunter is the name of their shop. Yeah. And Renee Harrop is the one of the famous tires who grew up here and. Um, so he started a guide service and a fly shop in 99, and I worked for them until about 2008. And uh, they're still around doing great. Of course, there's there's two fly shops here. There's the Trout Hunter and then Mike Lawson's shop, which is Henry's Fork Anglers, and they've been here since 76, um, both of which are really good fly shops. Um, I use them both for my customers here at my lodge, yeah. uh, and their guides are just fantastic. So. Yeah, uh, John, what was the most memorable fish you caught on the Upper Owens? Well, I haven't caught that many, so it doesn't take long. <laughs> but uh, um, just trying to think, I never got any steelhead there, although out of the, you know, a little farther up and out of the South Fork of the Salmon. Oh, no, that's way up there. Um, out of the Upper Owens. Probably uh, about a 14-inch. But uh, the upper Owens is what we're talking about. You can, you know, if you got a 9-foot fly rod, you can just stick it out and touch the other side. It's amazing the kind of fishing you get out of that little narrow little stream. I'll say. It's a great stream. I... uh... The last time that me and John ran into each other up on the Upper Owens, you had a client that I offered that I would guide him, and you were guiding him, and I had a fish on when you walked up to the hole. <laughs> you remember that? I do, yes. <laughs> you got any SPDs? <laughs> we should have paid you that day, Frank. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, uh, I was wanting to ask you if you remember the best fish day you had on the Upper Owens when you were guiding. Well, let's see. Probably, 
it had to be one of those spring adventures, and it would have been up just below Arcalarius, where we were yeah. catching a bunch of fish on uh, Caddis Pupa. And it was one of those one fish after the other deals, and those spawners were in there, and um, and then we switched to streamers and kept catching them all day. It was a fantastic day. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a beautiful area there in the spring. Well, you were talking about where you are, um, you know, with, within 30 miles and the eastern Sierras, you know, just above Bishop, it is the same thing. There's, you know, you can go up to the Mammoth Lakes area, and there's probably three or four great streams, or you can kind of just continue on up to Bridgeport in that area. There's a, 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 just a, a, a ton of some of great outdoors and great fishing. There really is, and, you know, um, in the northern Rockies where I live now, there's not as many small streams as I used to see in the Mammoth area, and that was one of my favorite parts about Mammoth. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a small stream every 10 miles that's got trout in it. And, right. Uh, a lot of fun, beautiful area, and a lot of diversity of water. Mm -hmm. So, John, we're going to get the fish this year if I come up. Me and you'll sneak out one day you have off. You just let me know, Frank, and I'll make it happen. Okay, we're going fishing. i got to do one day with Bob Jacklin, but... I got to do a day with you. We always had fun, no matter mm -hmm. what. That sounds good. Okay, and uh, you. The other thing, you, the Madison, you can pretty much fish year round. Still, can't you? You can actually, because the Henry's Fork is not a very good winter fishery. Um, yeah. There's a few bugs, but not much happening on the Madison. It fishes good. December, January, February uh, gets a lot of traffic some days when it's nice and the roads are clear. But uh, and they're eating drys. I mean, it's a it's a lot of dry fly action, either midges or griffith snaps. Hey, John, uh, would it be okay if we held you over just for a few more minutes? You bet. Okay, so we're going to take a three minute break and we come back. Uh, a couple of quick questions and then we'll wrap it up for you. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to it as many times as you like. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we've been talking, well, mainly fly fishing, fly fishing for trout up in the, uh, a couple of different areas in the Pacific Northwest. Up uh, would be, uh, I guess, uh, eastern Idaho and up around the Yellowstone. And then we've got into talking a little bit about uh, the eastern Sierras, which you, know, you can't miss out the, either one of those two areas when you're talking about fly fishing. But uh, I was just going to ask, um, the, you know, uh, well, first of all, John, do you consider yourself a purist? Uh, not at all. You know, I love fishing of any type. And, uh, you know, want to know what, personally, what my favorite fishing is, bobber fishing with a worm for bluegills. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know one boy that wasn't fun. (laughs) So, I love all kinds of fishing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, um, we we mentioned it, but you 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 stayed with the freshwater. You haven't you you haven't yet uh, tried to see what you can do in the salt water, the warm water. No, I haven't actually. Mm-hmm. I still had fish in the winter, but I've never fished on the salt. Yeah. You ever you ever get back out here to California, John? Not very often, Frank. Once every few years, but uh, not. Well, you you know the bedroom's always open. I appreciate the invite. And I look across and see your house every day. (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, yeah, uh, we had a lot of fun, and you know, I think you're one of the better guys around. I don't know why you just didn't stay in it, but I understand. I, I'm getting to the same way that it's getting past my time to be a guide. Well, I appreciate that, Frank. Always try to make it fun for people. Oh, yeah. Well, you get somebody that's going to carry your stuff around for you. <laughs> exactly. Especially. John was one of the best. Yeah. He would... He would work with people I seen him look like he was trying to duck people throwing rocks at him when he was <laughs> we had some fun times though yeah well if you're uh, you know if you're t- trying to fish for golden trout <laughs> yeah, even if you don't take very much with you it's uh, it's not easy to get it in well that's for sure those are some long hikes, but they're worth it when you get there. Yeah, real quickly, uh, speaking of the Goldens, because they said they, they live about 10,000 feet, What uh, um, is there a, a, some kind of a magic number on, on altitude for, for, uh, for fishing for trout, rainbows? I don't know. I, I think you can find rainbows even pretty close to sea level. Mm-hmm. Especially down in the California area. Right. Yeah. Well, they stock them. Yes. Um, yeah, but Goldens, after they get down way below 5,000 feet, they kind of turn a bluish color instead of that beautiful gold. They do. And you get, you know, some of those hybrids you get down in those low elevations are pretty, but they don't have the original golden markings mm-hmm. on them. No. Yeah. Well, let's let's mention one more time before you get out of here, John. Is if somebody wants to try and book you, good luck. But if they want to give it a try, how would they do that? They could give me a call at two zero eight three nine zero two four nine zero, and then we can set up some time if if I have the time. Okay. Well, again, uh, one of the reasons we record uh, this show and put it up on the website is that if you miss something, you can go back and listen to that part of it. So let's say that phone number one more time. 208-390-2490. And the website? I Mount. don't use the Internet. Oh, good for you. I'm one of those guys. You got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we do appreciate that, talking uh, talking fly fishing. And, uh, you know, we, it's, it's a lot of fun and probably learn more than a few things. No doubt. We appreciate that. Uh, Frank, thank you very much, of course. And, uh, John, we appreciate talking to you. You're good at what you do, and we'll see where we bring you back. 